When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, how are you? <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. New episodes every Thursday. Today I'm joined by the one, the only, Sonia Elsie ASMR. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm now strictly ASMR. <laughs> no regular content. Low-key. <laughs> like, low-key. <laughs> like, my stories are just all ASMR and I feel kind of like... If you don't like ASMR, I'm sorry. I'll post about my cat sometimes. Dude, yeah. But if you have a thing, you just have to roll with it. True. And main channel is coming back. But, sorry, didn't mean to sell promo already. TBD. <laughs> We're just going to be discussing our lives because I just feel like we have a lot of updates. We haven't mm-hmm. done a full sit-down video or podcast or anything in a minute. True. So I'm excited. Every year we just get more lols, more knowledge, more comments of can't believe you're still friends. (laughs) I think that something people don't realize is that friendship dynamics change, but that's not a bad, you know, like we don't hang out obviously as often as we used to or like, yeah, just do the same shit. Wait, can I swear? Yeah. Or you can like say it or whatever. (laughs) That's just what comes when you get older and you... Mm -hmm. You know, you have different things in your life, different priorities, like different energy levels too, which I feel like we were just talking about this before, you know, we started recording. I was like, dude, I've been feeling old, like actually feeling old recently. Yeah. Or just seeing like how age has changed how I think. Yes. And I've been just so like... <gasps> yeah. <laughs> this is the first year I've actually felt it. And like almost realized it and like realized how fast time goes by i think what really trips me out is like the amount of time that we've been in la Mm -hmm. like then we're gonna be 30 in that same amount of time and it's like bro that flew by i'm in a relationship and it's like reasonably serious but sometimes he'll bring up things like you know just serious stuff like kids or marriage or like and i'm like how could i do that i said Teenage girl at the young age of 24. <laughs> I love that because I literally feel that. A lot of people do have kids at our age and stuff. Um, but yeah, you can choose like, okay, I want to move across the country. I want to mm-hmm. do this. I want to start pursuing this in my life. Like you can still do all that stuff. I think it's so weird when people get married. <laughs> Same. I also, it's just shocking. Literally. Or you go on Facebook and you're like, oh my God. They're on their second kid. Whoa. That's so random. But also, like, I support it. Like, you know, if you want to settle... If you find someone that you love and you want to settle down, like, fuck yeah. But I'm just so, like... I'm a teenager. I'm just a teen girl. (laughs) But also, we're not like that. Like, yeah, we're making the joke, oh, we feel like teenagers. But we do not act like teenagers. Facts. We've always been very responsible, like, financially. Mm -hmm. Just with how we treat other people yes how we communicate yeah i think that's how we've remained friends for so long too true another aspect of friendship is not only life changing and external things changing around you but just you changing as like a person Mm -hmm. 
And it's like you either grow out of a relationship or you grow with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've always kind of been at the same pace. Or at least just even if we're at different like places, it's like we're both still mm-hmm. just almost respectful of one another. And yeah. That's something I appreciate. Couldn't have said it better myself, shoddy. <laughs> oh my god, yesterday I said Shoddington. <laughs> what? What, is that? Like, what does that mean? Like, you know, like Paddington Bear? No. <laughs> but like Shoddington. No. What, what is um Paddington? Is it like clothing company? No, it's like a cartoon. I don't know. I didn't really like it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Was it not on Nickelodeon? Because if it was not on Nickelodeon for Cartoon Network, low-key. No, it's like um, a, a movie. Oh. I mean, maybe it, it's a movie from something. I don't know. It's like British. <laughs> oh, wait. Bougie Billy would know. Bougie Billy is like, I trust him with my life. <laughs> Dude, it's just like that water sign vibe. True. All my close people in my life, I was going to say friends, but like, Including my sister, like I guess she's my friend, but like she's my sis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everyone's a water sign. <laughs> I love that. I just love water signs. I never really think about who the people in my life, like what their signs are. Dude, yeah, you've never had like a consistent sign except Taurus men dating them, but then I stopped. Right. But I guess your current man's is also a earth sign. Mm-hmm. So maybe I mean that's good though. Like earth and water yeah i needed some grounding like sometimes i'll be like <laughs> and he'll be like it's all good and i'm like true oh <laughs> i've been seeing some of your tiktoks of you know all when your frontal cortex yeah. is that what it's called um, uh, forms and you just have yeah. realizations but i've been just like thinking i've just been thinking so much <laughs> sorry just like i was listening to myself talk no it didn't even sound like that no it didn't it didn't but i know what you mean just having so many realizations about the past and then just also realizing i've been forgetting so much like meaning meaningless shit yeah i don't know if that's yeah i don't know if that's a bad thing or if it's just that i'm getting rid of old memories you know my brain's running out of space or if Mm. it has to do with consuming so much social media you know, mm. we were um, dissecting tea from the past, as we do. As we do, as we love doing. Yeah. Rehashing the same event for the 80th time. <laughs> and we just couldn't remember so many, well, specifically me. I don't want to be like, you could not no. remember. <laughs> there was this like one bro that we met and then we like kind of, I don't know if we like became friends with his friends, but like low key. Mm-hmm. But it started from me meeting this one bro. And I could not remember for the life of me how I met him, how we met him. Because, like, me and Sonia were together. And, like, mm-hmm. I literally, I was like, where were we? Like, I could not remember at all. And, like, I just always remember everything, I feel. Like, memes. Because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like we've always, you know, taken pics of, like, funny stuff. Like, have snap memes, as yeah. one does, whatever. It's yeah. so, like, I usually remember, like, how I met this person what the circumstances were, the vibes, like, everything. And I just could not remember at all. It was so weird. Like, I was literally going back in my snap memes. I was, like, going back to vlogs from that time, trying to find out. Like, thank God. I still had, like, my text thread with the guy, so I was, like, scrolling to the top (laughs) of my computer, like, maybe I'll get a clue. (laughs) That is so true. I finally remembered, but it's still, like, I don't fully remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just... Especially... You look back, and at the time, you remember, like, oh my gosh, this was such a 
crazy event. This was such an important event, or this boy had such a hold on me, whatever. And you just realize as you get older, like, those things literally do not matter. Yeah. You will not remember those. They will have no impact on your current life. Literally. So just, if you're heartbroken over a guy, it'll be okay. (laughs) You'll get over it. You'll actually have an LOL about it in the future. Literally. What's something you remember, what's something you do remember, like, Maybe from our high school days or, like, our early L.A. days. Oh, my gosh. Like, Like, funny, iconic, ma'am. I very vividly remember the first time that we had seen each other in so long. Same. Yeah. I remember that, like, I can smell, like, the night air. Yeah, literally. Like, I remember the Uber dropped me off. I specifically remember the Uber driver was driving so scary. Really? He was driving specifically, I believe, a Dodge Charger. Oh, my God. Bro, I hate what my Uber is that. <laughs> Bro, I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> like, he was driving on the freeway, like, oh. and I was, I was so annoying. But I remember just getting into the Uber and being like, hi, how are you? Like, trying to chat up this Uber driver. He was not trying to talk. And I was like, oh my gosh, how long have you lived in LA? And he was like, a few months. And I was like, I moved here today. <laughs> like, so annoying. No, that's so cute. That's not annoying. <laughs> we had jello shots i believe oh my god yeah i literally one of my playlists on apple music is like a picture of them in the freezer because they were like in big styrofoam cups i literally remember that and then we like watched the cvs with my neighbors Mm -hmm. our neighbors later it was at the time i was not living at that establishment yeah okay in high school i remember specifically i know we've told the story before so I'll just lightly go over it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. Um, when we skipped school <laughs> to go to Starbucks. <laughs> yes. And then a few weeks later, my teacher confronted me. And I was like, I was on my period. Yeah. And it was just going everywhere. And I forced Stella to stay in the back of me because I was so embarrassed. Like, it was literally everywhere. Like, gushing. <laughs> but obviously, I was much more shy. So I was like... Um, I was having a girl problem, and he was just, like, <laughs> everywhere. Because he, like, made us stay after class. Like, he was like, oh, I need to talk to you, too. And we were yeah. like, here we go. We had already prepared what we were going to say. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, here, I'm ready. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But also, it's like, we were good students. Yeah. And, like, you, wasn't he, like... Yeah, I was in cross country, and yeah. he was my coach. He was the coach. Like, he knew the vibe. So, yeah. we, it was, like, pretty easy for us to, like, get away with that. Yeah. And plus, it wasn't like we were doing drugs. Bro, deadass. And it's like, we literally only did that because we had completed the assignment already. So we're like, might as well. That was like so funny, dude. That's so funny. Like, actually thinking back, we're like, we're going to leave. <laughs> and I had to go back to get my violin. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. We walked to Starbucks, but then had to go back. <laughs> I remember going to Paris. Oh my God. Yeah. That was fun. And the that first time I saw the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Dude, I want to go back. We need to do some kind of, like, international trip. Dude, I'm, like, proud of us for doing Loki all that shit. Okay, right? Especially, I'm surprised that my dad just let me go. Right? But I think it, was it 17 or 18 that we went to Paris? I think we were 18. Yeah. Because it was 2016. I remember I was still taking, like, online community college classes. Dude, yeah! Because, like, the time difference. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I have to complete my assignment. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, like... 10 a.m. in Paris, I'd be like, I gotta get this done because I'm not gonna want to do it later, and it's due at like 4 p.m. 
Paris time today. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, good time. That's pretty badass. So yeah, I was doing like online school, <laughs> online college, you know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Did you have a good high school experience overall? No. Same. <laughs> this is probably like my most traumatizing years. Like all my current trauma that affects me mostly is like from then. Yeah. They're literally same. And <laughs> that's when people talk about the concept of peaking in high school. That literally blows my mind because I cannot imagine. Dude, it's like you're not even a full person yet. You're a, a, literally a baby. How do you peak? I don't think... I feel like it's not as common as we think. I think that's something that our parents Fact. would tell us all the time. They'd be like, you don't want to peak in high school, go to college, you know, get get your stuff done, whatever. Because I feel like there's just so much growth that comes after high school. It does not make sense to me. Dude, yeah. And it's just like when people talk about, I guess people talk about college too as being like, oh, like yeah, my glory days. But it's like, how was high school your glory days? Like, Middle school? I'm just kidding. I don't think anybody. I think middle school was my glory days. Tbh. Okay, so like in adulthood, I have struggled with mental health. Obviously, (laughs) (laughs) I think we could all tell when we open this podcast that these bitches have had some issues. I feel like when I think back to my depression that I've had in my adult years versus depression i've had in high school Mm -hmm. i feel like high school was by far the worst right it just felt so combined with lack of sleep combined with having to do sports combined with like not having your own space really or even knowing how to identify the thoughts you're having that's the main thing for me i think yeah why do i feel so horrible yeah (laughs) or just thinking that it's normal to feel that way so you're just kind of like this is life yeah Dude, yeah, like, I just had so much anxiety, like, throughout high school, and it's, like, I just didn't know what was happening. Now, it's, like, I know what it is. I know how to, like, deal with it. Mm -hmm. I know my tips and tricks. And just, like, learning about shit is so helpful. Like, that's not always gonna cure you, or that's not always, like, the answer to solving it or getting better, but just, like... Knowing what's going on, it's like, oh, especially just with like panic attacks. Because <laughs> otherwise, it's like, you just literally think you're dying. Literally. You're like, I don't know what was wrong. And it just makes you think of how stigmatized mental health things have been for so long. Like, there was a time people still just continued like that. Mm-hmm. Like, not treating it, not identifying it, not even like knowing that it was something wrong. Oh, and I mean, still so many people yeah. do that or just, you know, they're like, oh, I don't need to go on medication which i understand that medication can be like you know you you might not want you might have your own reasons for not wanting to go on it i understand but like mm-hmm. just not even identifying it or doing any research or doing research on the wrong thing and having misinformation <laughs> i was on an antidepressant for a year but i was on it mainly to help with anxiety and it just like 
it just changed my life completely. Like, yeah. I still obviously struggle with anxiety. It's not something that's going to cure you and depression, but it's something that can definitely be used as a tool if you choose to go that route. It's just crazy how much it affects everything. Mm-hmm. And how mental health isn't prioritized. It's not taken seriously even now sometimes. People will be like, okay like Mm -hmm. yeah sure you're depressed like right sure you're oh you're dealing with you know and i even find myself like subconsciously thinking that yeah which makes me feel so bad because i'm like no fight back i don't believe in that (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's like some of the old thoughts that come back as like a gen z you know a lot of us are really open about talking about mental health and with social media and stuff it we're almost in this bubble where it like feels a lot more normalized and whatever, mm-hmm. but then it's like, bro, in regular life or just other communities or whatever, it's not that like, as much accepted or normalized or whatever. And even I'm thinking of insurance plans and how they so rarely cover mental health you know, concerns when it's such a huge part of it. Like, bro, if everyone had good mental health and access to it the world would be completely different and especially you know when you think about other things like patriarchy and like bro i would be able to walk down the street in the night and like feel safe (laughs) that would be crazy but also it's like would there be people that you know have those tools and just i mean obviously there are but choose not to use them or they take that knowledge and they use it in a bad way facts yeah so it's it's like therapy is not helpful for like a lot of abusers because they just use it as another manipulation tool like what's the answer then i never like have read about what the answer is it's just always like yeah it doesn't work (laughs) it's like so why like we exile them that's i've thought about that too like with narcissists yes my okay obviously not gonna diagnose anybody but i highly what's the right word assume that my ex had lots of narcissistic traits i was doing so much research on it because i after the relationship i felt a lot of shame like yeah how could i let myself get into a relationship like that where i was treated like that classic and let someone you know do and say all those things to me and then i was also thinking about how confused i felt and like didn't know what was going on i was like I've always been like a, a strong woman. I how could I let this happen to me? Mm-hmm. So I did so much research, oh and it God. was mainly the majority of the tone that I saw was just these people are you know they feel no empathy. They're the therapists weren't exactly saying evil, but it was it kind of felt like that's what they were saying. And there wasn't right. a lot of content that was like there's a these people can be helped whatever i came across though one guy who was diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder and he would very openly talk about you know oh yeah i would i was always cheating on my girlfriends like i would tell her this so that she would be occupied for a while while i waited for my next supply and so and then he was talking about the therapy that he was going through and that you just you just have to want to change and you have to be able to identify that in yourself you know if you are diagnosed with something like that and want to go to the therapy and actually acknowledge like 
what's going on and if you can't if someone can't do that and they just want to stay how they are then they can't be fixed i feel you so much on like just the shame you experience after dealing i mean that was like a whole relationship but i know even just guys i've talked to or like casually Mm -hmm. dated like just feeling that after like when it ends bad or you find out they're actually this type of person when you thought they were like a good person and yeah it's like just that feeling of being tricked and like it's really like how could it's like as much anger or whatever you have towards them it's like you just have so much towards yourself yeah and that's such a huge part of like why a lot of people or you know women stay in relationships or like people don't come forward with like their stories because there's mm-hmm. just so much shame around it mm-hmm. yeah and people people always are like oh why didn't you just leave you know why didn't i would never let someone say something like that to me yeah. and then it's like but they have you just in this weird web and they're telling you stuff they're yeah. making you feel like they're just cra- okay just like a crazy example my ex like we would always argue about just like can't like can you be nice to me you know like just arguments like that or like self-argument so i'd appreciate like if i'm when i'm telling you something i'm passionate about if you're listening you know like so like that. can i just have some like human decency that's so hard to ask for so i'd appreciate like if when i come to visit you you don't play video games for 10 hours straight and we hang out oh my god okay so a lot of times when we would be arguing he and this was just when i was first starting to talk to like a psychiatrist and like you know all that stuff so he would always pin on like oh you're just like depressed and you have just diagnosed with adhd like blah 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 and so he would give me he was prescribed the highest amount of an ADHD medication. He would give that to me to because obviously it would up the dopamine levels in my brain anytime that we were arguing. And he would make it seem like, like I was just in such a brain fog, like that I was like, oh yeah, like that, that makes sense. Like that's, you know, I, that'll definitely help. So that I would just be so much happier and like not, focus on the problem or like you know I like intentionally yeah like you'd be like you need to take you need to take this ADHD medication like while we wait for yours to come in um blah 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 and it was it would put me in such an up and down because obviously he was prescribed the highest amount of it and it's like ADHD medication can be really intense and you need to be monitored by a doctor to take it and like I would be like really high and then suddenly just so low because it was like not my right prescription wasn't my right medication and Mm -hmm. then it would just be like that constant up and down like it was crazy what were you like thinking at that time like did you kind of know like this is fucked or were you just like not even aware like was it after that you were like wow that was fucked um yeah it was mainly after Mm -hmm. that i felt like it was fucked because in the relationship i felt very like, obviously, when I'm speaking about this from my perspective now and from anyone listening, they're going to be like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Like, how, right. just say no, whatever. But it, I was in such, like, a, a hold almost. Yeah. And that I felt like I couldn't even really... I don't know. Like, I just felt like I couldn't stand up 
for myself yeah. I felt like I like oh my gosh yeah this is obviously on me because I have anxiety and depression all these issues like Which I'm bringing the issues like, to the relationship yeah. yeah like I need to be my best self I need to take this medication so I can be my best self for this relationship and you know this is why my relationships don't work in the past like he was also feeding me like yeah this these thoughts like just saying them but thinking like oh my gosh this is why my relationships don't work in the past because i've never put effort into a relationship and i've always just cared about superficial things like getting flowers how much money they make or whatever when it's like and then you step back and you're like oh my gosh <laughs> bro that, like that as your friend makes me like so sad and just like yeah. angry that someone would treat you like that it's like i relate mm-hmm. so i know how you like felt and just yeah again the shame is like so hard and just yeah oh it's just so i'm glad you're out of that especially when you think about it like after when you're able to think about it all at once and put all the pieces together it's just like how did i go through that literally because in the relationship it's also spread out over so much time yeah and even though there are so many bad things there are even if the relationship's horrible, there's still good things. Obviously, like, you wouldn't be with someone if you didn't see those good things mm-hmm. in the beginning. And it's just, like, you know, it's just, like, you think about those things and it kind of keeps you in. Or, like, especially with narcissistic people, they, in the beginning, like, make themselves seem like such a cool, nice person. Yeah. Like, this guy literally admitted to going to my YouTube channel and watching all my videos to learn about so scary. who I was. Yeah. That makes me want to, like, delete my digital <laughs> print. <laughs> I deleted a lot after that. I was like... Yeah, same. <laughs> Thank you, brother. What was I even going to say? Um, yeah. how it starts, like, the good. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, you know, like, telling you all this stuff, making it seem like They're the they have perfect, a lot of money. Perfect yeah. match for you. Mm-hmm. Even, like, obviously, you know, how much money you have doesn't matter, but if someone is at a certain age, like well into adulthood, and financial stability or even just having money come, like what their financial status is, can definitely reflect on how they are as a person and how they organize yeah. things and how what they prioritize. You know, are they hardworking? Are they able to maintain a job or build a career for themselves? It's mm-hmm. like it says a lot about who they are as a person. Obviously. You also want to... Financial stress puts a lot of stress on the relationship, so you want to... You just have to be ready for those things going into it. And you want to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like neither of us are superficial in the sense of, like, oh, I just want a guy with a lot of money, and, like, that's all that matters. But it's, like, I feel like both of us, I feel like especially you, just because you have those Capricorn vibes, (laughs) but I feel like, you know, you value stability, Mm -hmm. security... Would you say that's correct? Oh, yeah. Like, and I feel like you have a strong work ethic. Oh, my gosh, thank you. Like, sometimes, like, too strong, like, this bitch needs to relax. Like, <laughs> like you know? sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, you want someone that's, like, in alignment with that, period. But then, if they're not like that, and on top of that lying about it, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Literally. And then, yeah, they can spin it, like, oh, you just care about money. It's like... No, I don't want to be lied to, and I want someone who is like in alignment with me and my life and my goals and like who I am. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And then they just make you feel bad about it. Literally, when they're the fucking loser. 
like it's just so like I can't even I can think about how much of a puddle my brain was in but it's like so hard to articulate it I'm like right but I know that people who have been in that position will understand facts do you have any advice for anyone who might be in a similar situation Ooh, or think that they might be I think something that's really important I think is talking to your friends about what's going on like trusted friend family member if you don't have that like I know it sounds dumb but going to would not recommend this all the time because sometimes reddit has horrible (laughs) advice but if you just cannot relate to anybody you don't have someone you can talk to go online and look for people who have had similar experiences join the stellaray discord (laughs) i've always turned to the internet like that's why i feel like i love posting and being on youtube and Mm -hmm. tiktok so much is because like in my darkest times when i've been going through a lot of stuff i always turn to the internet watch story time videos learn about other people's perspectives and just try to like okay if you if you feel like something is wrong there's probably something wrong yeah trusting your intuition Mm -hmm. sometimes like though in a healthy relationship it can bring up like wounds from your past and those can give off kind of alarm bells on things that maybe aren't worries but most like 99.9% of the time trust your intuition and also be aware like if you're first talking to someone and they don't even know who you are as a person yet but they're already like promising big things talking yeah. about the future future faking yeah um you know just making themselves out to be like the best person ever making you feel even so special right away definitely be careful there are guys or girls you know or <laughs> non-binary people <laughs> with genuine just got including um, you know, who that can be a genuine just sense of love, but a lot of times you have to be careful because love bombing is how it starts. Well, and I've talked about too how sometimes it's not always from a, like a narcissistic place, but mm-hmm. just like maybe they have an insecure attachment style or, you know, they're like, oh, I don't want them to leave. So like it's, they're not doing it, you know. What's the word? They're not doing it in an evil way. Maliciously? <laughs> yeah, maliciously. Mm-hmm. But it is still a form of manipulation because it's like they want you to stay. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, even either way, it's still something to look out for. And definitely have someone that you're talking to meet your friends. Or something mm. that you were talking about was a good test is when you're talking to a guy on Hinge is when they ask for your number, if you say like, you know, no, I'm more comfortable talking on here for now, but you know, I give it to you down the line that that is kind of a first test to see how they'll react to someone saying a no. Dude, yeah, I feel like just telling someone no early on is such a good test. Like, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. How they react is just such a good indicator, whether it's a potential partner or a friend or just anyone. It's like, how are they going to react when I set a boundary? I think especially with, like, if you talk to men, it's a good test because there's just such patriarchy there's just such a vibe that so many heteronormative just hetero relationships are based off of of like you know the relationship kind of revolves around the man's needs and like a lot of men like to 
or are socialized to manipulate women, especially when it comes to like casual sex and hookups and stuff. It's like, they want to feel like they're manipulating you into it. So a good test, like how are they going to be if I tell them no, Mm -hmm. is something small like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a good indicator for the rest of the relationship. Exactly. They promise something, are they going to follow through with it? Yes, that's such a big one. Even if it's small, like those small things. I feel like especially when it's small, low key, because those are the things that they're going to kind of like, they don't really expect you to catch. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if someone, yes, (laughs) if someone says they're going to do something or like, let's hang out on this day and then they never hit you up or something. It's mm-hmm. like, don't make excuses for that person. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, would Sonia do this to me? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the little things are the things that they'll be like, oh, what? So you're caring about that little, why are you bringing up little things? And it's like, no, because I know those little things add up. Mm-hmm. And the red flags at the beginning are the red flags that are going to continue slash grow in the relationship. Literally. Okay, another thing. If you're dating someone older than you, which the more that I look yes. back in my past, <laughs> the more that I realize that age gaps are not necessarily the best thing. Like, big ones, I mean. Like, 10 years. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're under 25 and your brain has not even fully developed. I'm like, why? I'm like, no wonder <laughs> this guy was into me. Like, I was... A dumb bitch. And I'm not even, like, the dumbest bitch, but, like... <laughs> it's like, you're just, like, one of the... You just don't things. know. You just, like, there's so much you don't know. You know how they treat you in an argument if they, like, attack yeah. you or if they're actually just... It's normal not to argue all the time, but, you know, arguments definitely happen in a relationship and there can be frustration, you know, things said, whatever, but they still should not disrespect you or insult you. But something I noticed in my last relationship was towards the end of it when we would argue he would bring up the fact that I was young and I was like literally that was one of the fine I think in our final argument where I was like I'm done he was like he said you are acting your age right now and I said what do you mean you're 40 and live at your mom's house (laughs) maybe you need to act your age sir (laughs) oh yeah, that's, like, fun. There could be, like, low-key conflict without it turning into, like, an argument. So I think it's, like, that's also true. their willingness to to communicate well in conflict slash just their willingness to learn. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a huge indicator, like, you know, is someone just going to be stuck in their ways and, like, not willing to grow with you... Mm-hmm. and grow in the relationship or are they willing to like adapt because someone can be like like not saying oh you should like look to change somebody but it's just like mm-hmm. it's not like you have to meet the perfect person oh they know how to communicate so well but it's just like are they willing to mm-hmm. yeah are they willing to try and willing to listen to you know if, if you have feelings that you want to bring up like oh it bothers me when this happens or this has bothered me in the past blah blah are they willing to listen or are they just like what is your problem Fuck you. yeah <laughs> look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey 
<sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So we have lived in L.A. for six years. <gasps> That's crazy. Coming up on seven. That is crazy. <laughs> that literally, like, what? I know. How's your, I guess, experience with L.A. been? Slash, how has your perception of it changed from seven, six, seven years ago to mm. now? I think, like, I... Obviously, it's not as exciting as is when you first move here because it's like, dude, yeah, like oh my gosh, LA, and then you think about you're just excited, new city, it's exciting, but now it's like I feel familiar with pretty much the whole city. Like, yeah, I'm, nothing is really gonna surprise me, or <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's a trigger at every turn. <laughs> it's very, I don't know, but I. I do feel like I still really like it. I wish I was closer to my family, but I'm also grateful that I'm still, like, on the same coast Mm -hmm. and same country, you know? I mean, I always think about people who, like... You're my sister. Yeah, I was literally about to say, like, (laughs) literally has been in Germany. Like, that's so far, you know? So, that's the only thing that can be hard. When people say that, well, people in LA are fake, it's like... Yes, they're going to be fake if you're hanging out with the people who are trying to be famous to be right. famous or who don't value genuine connection and friendships yeah. or whatever, you know? Like, the city also is very rich with a lot of culture. Yeah, There's A lot of people have grown up here. Um, I really like that. But at the same time, also, I do want to get out a little bit. Yeah. Like, I don't see myself raising a family here. Mm-hmm. It's just too busy and unsafe. Yeah. Um, Dude, we were talking about that, like, going to New York, how we, like, feel safer. Walking around, I feel way safer in New York. There's just more... I do, like, I do... I was gonna say, I, there's just more people walking around. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just evens out. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, versus now, it's like, if I'm walking, I feel like I'm the only bitch walking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was, like, just so amazed in New York just seeing so many girls walking around yeah. in, like, just cool outfits. Yes, it's like, bro, it's like I could not do that here. No. Like, there are times, oh my gosh, like, so many times I've been followed, for sure, in LA, but mm. just, like, yeah, I just don't feel safe walking around. And I remember even when I went to New York, you know... When you couldn't come. Yeah. You know, this time. The worst time. <laughs> yeah, for me. But um, <laughs> I was walking around, like, all the time by myself, and I felt totally good. Like, yeah. And it's like, I'm sure there's certain areas, and it's like, you know, that are worse than others. And of course. It's like, there's going to be crime and shit in any big city. But just as far as, like, everyday shit walking around, like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely felt safer there. And I do feel like there is this kind of vibe here. Like, people judge you for walking or taking the train. Yes, so much. Bro, I was, like, telling this story. I don't remember if it was in a podcast or a vlog. But my friend and I were out. And we were talking to this guy who was from New York. Mm -hmm. And we were... My friend and I were talking about how we both don't drive. And he was like, oh, so what do y'all do? Like, oh, you take the train. Like, said that as, like, a joke. And we were like, yeah, we do. (laughs) 
It's like, oh, like, really? Like, you take the train? Like, I would not let you take the train. Like, it's like, okay, then pay bro, my overs. Like, my friend saw him taking the train. <gasps> no, are you serious? Yes. So it's like, bro, like, you're putting us down low key, like, shading us. Like, oh, I bet you take the train. I bet you're like me, and I see myself yeah. as a loser. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? Or maybe he thought we were going to say no. Like, ew, no, I would never do that. Like, try to, like, oh, trying to, trying like, validate to, yeah. himself or, like, see how we would react. But it was like, bro, he literally took the train. Yeah. And you're from New York. Like, get with the... I mean, I know people from New York that are, like, yeah, I don't want to take the train, but whatever. It's just yeah. more normalized there. I feel like it can be hard to make friends here. But it's also, like, I haven't really lived anywhere else. Mm. So I don't know if that's specific Mm-hmm. to LA or specific to maybe just our generation generations and social media and like yeah. I like there definitely is a certain vibe again it might just be social media mm-hmm. and I know this exists in other like big cities as well but just like people trying to ha- make themselves be perceived a certain way yeah or be something that they're not yeah you know, like bragging about money or whatever yes and it's like it's just not a good look. <laughs> yeah, like, that's always, I've always noticed that. It's always, like, bothered me. I literally remember one time you and I were, like, taking the bus in Hollywood, and this guy, like, do you remember this? Yeah. This guy, like, came up to us. I tried to flash, like, a wad of cash at you. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh, no thanks. And he was like, oh, like, do you see how much money I have? Like, and I was like, bro. It's like, all I see is that you're not making good decisions, <laughs> and that you're not giving me any of your money. <laughs> Like, that's probably all the money you own in your hand right there. It's probably, uh, like, the 20 in the front and the 20 in the back are real and everything else is just paper. Yes, (laughs) literally. So, I feel like I, it's been hard to, like, like, as I've gotten older and just gotten more, like, almost secure in my values and, like, knowing what I value in a friendship or relationship, it's, like, it's low-key hard to make super meaningful like actual real connections mm-hmm. when it's like a lot of people aren't on that page that same page or a lot of people are too focused on like what like how they're being perceived what their image mm-hmm. is yeah i definitely see that and also it just as an adult i feel like it can be hard to maintain relationships just because it's like you're so busy you yeah. have so much energy or so much you know time mm-hmm. and it's like i don't always have time to sit at a cafe yes. for four hours <laughs> spend twenty dollars on uber to get there literally yes it's like, you know that's why like i value our friendship so much same so we can just chill, chill <laughs> and we're at that level where it's like we know each other so well it's not awkward but I mean, we obviously still, like, go to events or, like, mm-hmm. do shit when we want to. Yeah. And, and I see, like, how a lot of times, you know, it's like, I could definitely be closer with someone. I just haven't put the effort to communicate with them or initiate yeah. hang out or, like, I'm just, like, tired, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, shit is expensive. Like, literally yeah. that meme of, like, you walk outside and you spend $100 immediately. It's like, that's facts literally well thank you so much for being on my show uh, thank you we're gonna do some asmr content on sonia's page as well as on tiktok so all her links will be down below obvi i'm sure you already follow her but if you don't get on it bitch and yeah anything else you want to add 
um mukbang coming yeah we're doing oh yeah that's what we're doing we're doing a mukbang right at asmr youtube that's what it is true oh yeah we were gonna do an asmr youtube but i was like we're doing asmr tiktoks <laughs> mukbang youtube so check out our mukbang for more lols and i will talk to you guys next week bye everyone love you guys